0: From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, New Year's resolution, eliminate chlamydia.
1: After the six biannual treatments, uh, we found no infection in any member of either of the community at any age.
0: First this. As Seen From Here reaches ophthalmologists in 98 countries, transfers more than half a terabit of podcasts every month, but the potential audience is much larger. Please tell your colleagues about this free resource, Flattening the Ophthalmic World. And while you're at it, let your residents and fellows know about Open Ophthalmology, a free basic science video podcast already a force in ophthalmic education with 1,800 viewers watching 6,000 video lectures every month. Information wants to be free. Help me give it away. Joseph Stalin famously said, a single death is a tragedy. A million deaths is a statistic. As physicians, as human beings, we find the sentiment abhorrent. But the story of chlamydia puts the lie to our opprobrium. Ours, but not Tom Leitman's. Dr. Leitman has just published results of a program to eliminate infectious trachoma from severely affected Ethiopian villages. It's with pleasure that I welcome him as my guest today. Tom Leitman, welcome to A Scene From Here. Your paper deals with treatment at the population level. Before we discuss your work, I need you to define some terms for us. What is control? What is elimination? And what is eradication?
1: epidemiologists have their own definitions for each of these that are a little bit different than what's in the English dictionary. Um, I think eradication is the most intuitive of them. Eradication means complete disappearance of the organism from the entire world, at least outside of the laboratory. So in a natural setting, complete elimination. Smallpox is the only infection that's been eliminated or been eradicated, I'm sorry, by a public health program. Elimination uh epidemiologists have defined as local eradication. So you can eliminate infection completely from a community, from a district, from a state. You can even eliminate it from a hemisphere. Uh, but you still have to be wary of reintroduction because you haven't eliminated it globally. Uh, that would be erad- eradication. So polio is a good example of something that's been eliminated. It's been eliminated in the Western Hemisphere. Control just means that you reduce infection to a low level, but the continued intervention is necessary to keep it at this low level, and typically, uh, the WHO likes infections to be controlled at a low enough level that the resulting disease is not a major public health concern.
0: How can control be achieved?
1: With trachoma, there are two basic ways. One is to try and reduce transmission, and the WHO recommends a number of things. They recommend education, hygiene programs, latrine programs. These sound great, and there are a lot of proponents for these, and there are a lot of reasons to think they would work, but it's been difficult to show that in practice they reduce infection. Uh, The second major way, also recommended by the WHO, is to use mass antibiotic administrations, and typically... Uh, programs use oral azithromycin since compliance with topical agents uh, is so low. You could alternatively give topical tetracycline ointment for six weeks, but uh, if you go back two weeks later, almost nobody is still taking it.
0: How is community treatment different if the goal is elimination rather than control? I think it's
1: different in two ways. One difference is uh, from our point of view, is the frequency of mass distributions. For example, if you give communities annual treatment or even treatment every other year, that should control infection at pretty low levels, um, even in severely affected areas. But if you stop, infection is likely going to return. Um, If you treat it more frequently, for example, biannually uh, for six times, you can eliminate infection from these communities, then infection shouldn't return unless reintroduced from the outside. So the two major differences um, are uh, for elimination, you'd have to uh, do distributions more frequently, but for control, you'd probably have to do them for the foreseeable future for a longer time.
0: Tom, can I get you to describe the design of your study?
1: Well, this study, which was uh, um, done with Orbis International, and the Ministry of Health in Ethiopia, and uh, Jesse Biebesheimer was the uh, first author. He was a resident at UCSF working with us. Um, We had a large research trachoma program in the area where we were monitoring some 40 communities with different treatment regimens, and in one part of this program, we compared eight annually treated communities to eight biannually treated communities for two years. Um, you remember I said that uh, frequency is one of the things that we can change to try to achieve elimination. Um, in the biannually treated communities, we continued to, to monitor. After two years, we continued to monitor the two highest prevalence vi- villages, figuring they'd be the hardest to eliminate infection. And these communities we uh, treated biannually for a total of three years, so they received six mass azithromycin distributions, each one with a coverage of 90% or more of that community. Um, at three years, we did conjunctival swabs of every individual in each of the two communities, and then we used PCR to detect any evidence of chlamydia infection. The hard part was uh, examining every individual, finding every individual. I think we got about 80% the first visit, 90% the second, 95% the third, and then fourth visit, we got to about 99%. And that was our definition of a person being present in the village if they were there at one of the four visits.
0: What was the baseline prevalence before azithromycin
1: treatment? In these two communities that we launched and we followed, it started off with almost half of the preschool children. I think it was 48% of the preschool children in each of the two villages had evidence of ocular chlamydia infection by PCR. A higher percentage, 80%, uh, if you looked under their upper eyelids, had the follicles that are uh, so uh, typical of trachoma. So 80% had clinical signs of trachoma.
0: What were your results? What were your findings, Tom?
1: After the six biannual treatments, uh, we found no infection in any member of either of the community at any age. So that was all some 750-some individuals, uh, zero infection.
0: Earlier, when you spoke about elimination of chlamydia from a group, you were talking about a, a human group. Does chlamydia have an animal reservoir so that the elimination of chlamydia from a human community does not mean the elimination of exposure to chlamydia? Uh,
1: No, it doesn't, and that's crucial, just as you're uh, alluding to. Um, It turns out most birds have some species of chlamydia, have their own version of chlamydia. Um, A lot of mammals have their version of chlamydia, but these aren't spread from eye to eye in humans. Uh, Flies can transmit the human trachoma infection, but the chlamydia quickly dies outside of the human host. It's not like it's replicating in the fly. The fly is an incidental vector. Outside the human host, chlamydia is estimated to survive only about 12 hours. So basically, there's no human reservoir for the human strains of uh, chlamydia that cause trachoma, no non-human reservoir. Um, which makes it possible to eliminate it from an area or potentially even eradicate it from, uh, from the globe.
0: Tom, is there a prevalence below which chlamydia will no longer remain endemic? Need prevalence be reduced to zero to effectively eliminate chlamydia from a population?
1: Um, there is a little bit of argument. There's debate uh, amongst uh, the people who study trachoma about this question, and I find it very interesting. I do believe there's a level of infle- infection below which there won't be much resulting blindness because we, re- we believe you need repeated infections to get the scarring necessary to have the eyelashes the eyelashes turn in, the trachiasis, and the corneal opacity. Uh, but I do not believe there's a prevalence threshold below which infection will magically fade away. I think if you put just a few infections back into a particularly vulnerable community, infection would then repopulate the community. Uh, So this makes elimination all that much more important, because if you leave a few infections and you don't come back, I think it's going to repopulate the community.
0: Tom, my next question is going to sound really crass, and I I, I promise you I'm, I'm a sweet, nice guy. I'm not a crass guy. Given the economic costs associated with trachoma-related morbidity, is azithromycin affordable? Uh,
1: that's a great question, and uh, I don't know the answer. I can say all I can say is that it depends. As uh, you know, the people who are going blind from trachoma are from the poorest rural areas of the world. Um, currently, Pfizer and the International Trachoma Initiative are uh, donating azithromycin to participating national programs and non-governmental organizations. Recently, azithromycin came off patent, which should make it cheaper, Um, although even its generic form is likely too expensive for many of the countries to pay for the distribution or for the drug. Uh, Fortunately, the WHO and the International Trachoma Initiative and participating non-governmental organizations such as Carter Center and Helen Keller International have generated so much momentum that I believe these distributions are going to continue for the near future, um, either with Pfizer donating the drug uh, or with a generic version paid for by outside sources. But I think the the economic cost-effectiveness question is an important one because mass distributions are expensive.
0: Since drug acceptance within the community you studied was excellent, but not perfect, is the development of drug resistance a concern?
1: Absolutely. Uh, No one has seen any resistance yet in chlamydia, but that uh, could uh, make the mass distribution programs very vulnerable. Um, We've even looked after four biannual treatments and found none, and that's a very high uh, antibiotic pressure. Um, There can definitely be selection pressure for other bacteria, for example, uh, pneumococcus, which lives in the nasopharynx of a lot of these kids that we treat. Um, pneumococcal resistance to macrolides like azithromycin and erythromycin uh, can increase with multiple treatments, particularly if we're treating twice a year in some of these severely affected areas. Uh, resistance to other drugs, such as penicillins, seem not to increase because you treat it with azithromycin, which is a good thing. Also, uh, there's evidence that the resistance that is selected for with pneumococcus gradually disappears after the treatments are continued, so it may not be a permanent effect. But the most important thing is, uh, as as of now, we haven't seen any uh, resistance in chlamydia itself.
0: Tom Leitman, thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Josh.
0: Tom Leitman is professor in residence and director of the World Health Organization Collaborating Center at the Francis Proctor Foundation at the University of California, San Francisco in San Francisco, California. His paper, Complete local elimination of infectious trachoma from severely affected communities after six biannual mass azithromycin distributions appears in the November 2009 issue of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Leitman or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at jyoungmd at gmail.com. As seen from here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.